It's only cause I care about you Wipe those tears from your face They say the truth will set you free Maybe I'll be your slave It's only cause I care about you Put a smile on your face Say the truth will set you free I'll be your slave cause I'm a liar A cheater A devil in disguise and a deceiver If I was you and you was me I wouldn't believe you The tricky parts my fingers crossed cause I could Hello and welcome to another episode of the UNI podcast. This is your host Mifa Dejuma. Um, for today's episode, I have Dennis with me, and uh, we are going to be discussing about, or we're discussing. Sorry for the bad language, but we are going to be discussing uh, Nigeria basically, and um, an article we actually Dennis um, shared that article with me and about the whole Biafran thing so i hope you guys enjoy the conversation we had and uh, if you guys have any comments or thoughts feel free to share in the comment section right now what i feel on my mind right now uh, i gotta wear shades every day every day so whenever i'm at your night they try to talk now <laughs> not even by not even <laughs> Not even remotely. Yeah, Boko Haram is still walking now. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Boko Haram is still walking. Yeah, Boko Haram is still in Nigeria now. Like, that's like, that's fucking wild. There's no maturity. Like, when you're, when the delusion you're now talking about. Yeah, the delusion is that Nigeria is the <laughs> Nigeria is the child of Africa. Like, the delusion is believing that everybody knows that having a green passport is not. You're not shit. <laughs> like you're not shit. It's, it goes said it now on on um I forgot the title of the song. Um, I think it's epigenetics. Like having a green passport does not guarantee you shit. Like you can go there, go to go to an embassy and like oh you have a Nigerian passport. Okay, you sit down there first. <laughs> like go to fucking sit down. Don't, don't, don't fucking disturb me. Like the delusion is real now. Like we need to we need to bring ourselves back to reality and like until that happens, my guy, <laughs> my guy, your Nigeria is trash. Now the year then is then is they call Nigeria trash. No, um, the, um, we ha- I was having this discussion with the um the person and he was like, he has been very bitter about this whole light issue, like no light, no light, no light, like 2019, Nigeria no still get light, and then he said. The the moment he stopped was when he remembered that even when they bring light, when they bring light for like six hours, sometimes three hours, in neighbors, no degree pay nepabi. Like they will be complaining like ah, this money too big oh. And it was he got he now thought like if this light was constant, obviously the bill will be high. Would these people pay it? And it was like. People when if we pay four thousand now, say they won't do Nepal B. In other words, when the thing is stable, these people will also complain about this thing now. So that maturity, that sense of maturity is not even there. Imagine now, um today when they brought light for him, it, it was light for like twenty four hours. When they brought light for him, we actually were, we were and when they took the lights, we were happy. <laughs> I think we're saying this off mic. I think it's still the structure. It boils down to structure. When people say bad followership, eh, it's a reflection of bad leadership. You can be a good leader. You can be a good leader and have bad followers. But like your bad followers, eh, they, will, they will have to get in line. Like when they realize that okay, this person is actually a good leader and this is this is like 
it has a potential to make us better in a way like um this is about nebabio there's prepared me tau but till today to get the people that in Lagos is hard as fuck. Not even Lagos, everywhere is, is extremely hard because they know that charging you off the rip, like off rip, is actually more profitable to them. But like the value of what you're using, like the value of the light you're using is is when you when you when you can pay for it. Like we have a pay meter out of when we get when we get um when we when it finishes, like I think it finished on Monday morning. I was like, oh. This is the actual value for what we use, like for this period of time. We use this. Or like someone coming to give you an arbitrary listen, like yes. take this. So ten thousand error for how much light are you giving me? You get. So I can see where it is. So it's still a case of it's still a reflection of bad leadership. Like when people are saying about people stealing solar, solar panel batteries. I'm like, you don't have lights at your house. As someone is using solar whatever to power street lights. And for you what is more important to you is inside your house not, not street lights you get so like i get it nigerians are self-centered blah, blah, blah. but like it's still a re- it's still a reflection of bad uh, followership like yesterday or different day, news broke that sunny abacha blah 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 yeah. so, like huge ass money see that kind of money if that kind of money was being used to like okay yeah i'm even going on a tangent let me say abroad you have lights bill you have water bill you have this bill, you have that bill if you don't pay for this bill, you're cut off. It's very simple. So you know that. Simple. Or like someone give you an arbitrary bill when you're like, okay, this is corrupt. This is corrupt. Like. I remember like a month before I prepared Mita whatever came. I was in Lagos at that period and like the guy came and the guy just came with one nonsense bill, 17k. My guy. I was like, I'm not going to pay for this thing because prepared Mita is already coming. And I know that we don't use this amount of light. So they are just trying to give us for this money. And then our lights was terrible. So it's like I didn't use seventy thousand naira lights. I didn't use seventy thousand naira lights. When the prepared meter came, they didn't want to install it. They we have to pay this bill. We have to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> so these people are really being this mad about this, like of which we know what they're trying to do. We know what they're trying to do. So it's like is there's no structure, and it boils down to everything. Like I was saying is before now, South Africa gets. South Africa gets artists to come and perform for them, like without issues. Like when you're coming, when artists say they are going on a world tour, when they're coming to Africa, they don't pass South Africa because they, they get a book booking agents in South Africa. They book shows for these artists there because it's easier for them to book those shows. They have those that structure in place. They have their currency is not in shambles, unlike ours. Our currency is trash. Do you know how much? Like if um, Abra maybe J Cole is going arena. An arena tour, each person pays me like hundred dollars. How much hundred dollars here? That's like forty k. That's like forty thousand naira. So it's like, who wants to pay forty thousand naira to get? Like you can pay, but like it's a fucking lot of money. There's no structure. There's no money. There's like, like there's that structure, that delusion. I, I, I don't like that delusion. Like that. Oh, we are the giant of Africa. Eh? So, so like, who the fuck are you? Like your green passport. Who will help? Like who did he help? Like who cares about you? Like you see, like there are people that their green passport is not as started as like their foreign passport. Like you can't just walk into any country. Like you hear Nigeria is on the. I mean, when people are talking about it, like yahoo yahoo, people spoiling our name abroad. Guy, yeah, it started from here. People won't be running from your country if your country was good. If your education system was good, people won't be sending their kids abroad to go to school abroad. If your 
um, if your workforce or your ability to like create employment was good, people won't be running to Canada. People won't be running to um, Cyprus. People won't be running to anywhere to go and do anything. They will be here. Everybody will be here. We'll find a way to type. But like those that are here are suffering. So you now want me to tell you that oh, uh, this my guy, my guy, my guy, my guy. <laughs> but, but it's still, it's still the, it's still what people are going after. And I'm like, okay, I saw, I saw this picture recently of um, I think. Senator Bruce, what is it called? So he, I think he took a picture with his son, son or daughter who just graduated high school. And I was like, this man is a senator in Nigeria. And his, his um, son or daughter is studying abroad. Like, for me, it, I, I can't even see how it makes sense. Because you're you're basically saying that the schools you're you're basically telling every other person that the schools in your country is not good, but as a legislator you cannot do anything about it. So everybody's doing stance. It's not what he's saying. That's basically what he's saying. Like these schools in this country are not good, but I am a senator of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and you have to respect me. But you're not doing anything. You're not making taking any steps. No fucking steps at all. Like you, man, the thing is, is really frustrating, you know. Because most times, a lot of people complain about how expensive um, the privately owned schools are, like uh, the church-owned schools are. But in in their defense, they are in Nigeria. Yes, they are expensive, but at least they are in Nigeria. That's my own. Like they are in Nigeria, they are situated in Nigeria. They are expensive, no fa- no problem, but they are situated in Nigeria. But you, a public servant, you are not doing anything, you are not taking any steps. All your children, even the Buhari himself, all the children, how many of them did Nigeria? All of them studied abroad. You are not making any... You, medical... We won't start to talk about the medical history. Mm. You, you, they, you they seek, you travel, go another country. And you have doctors. You're turning in doctors every time for medical school. Every year. Basically every year. So, to be honest, you said we, we are still in the delusion that we are <laughs> the giant of Africa. But I don't think it's a delusion. I think we don't, we just, we don't do mad. Like, a delusion is something like, okay, we are not still sure. It's, it's mirage, you know, there's no... This one, we don't mad. We don't craze completely. I think... I think it's... Um, the delusion is still there, but what we are doing is we are, we are quoting it in jokes, like mm. the like the world is laughing at us and we are laughing we are laughing together. With we, we, like, we are laughing along, but like we are still not realizing that the delusion is like the delusion is still there because if it was real, we wouldn't be laughing. We we'll probably be crying. Mm. You get so. F- but it is real. Like you said, you said, you said, you used the word, you said frustrated. It's not frustrated if you are actually in tune. It's, it's exhausted. Because you can get frustrated and you still be like, okay, I still, I can pick myself up. But when you're exhausted, you're like, fuck this country, man. Like, fuck this, fuck this bitch ass nigga. So it's like, that's your thinking when you're exhausted. So it's, it's difficult to run a business in Nigeria. Extremely difficult to run a business in Nigeria. Like, jumping your, fine, entrepreneurship is like the river of the moment. But that bubble will soon bust because no matter how much you're selling, you're still going to buy. So that money is still, the money, you're not generating new money, it's just rolling around. It's only moving around, except someone comes from somewhere and invests 
into one other business and that business will still make more money than the the other small business so that bubble will still bust it will still bust so it's like the thinking is about nigeria being like the easiest way to get nigeria problem is still power like light light we don't have 24 hours light. you don't have 24 hours light. you are trash in 2019, when did uh, this guy invent the light bulb? Um, Thomas Edison. 200 years later, you don't have constant light. Fuck for no 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're joking. <laughs> you don't even know what's happening. Seriously, <laughs> this light, this light, my time. I mean, that of everything. Like, <laughs> ah man, Nigeria. I mean. Kotonu get lights. Kotonu get lights. Like Kotonu. sorry, not to cut you off. Uh, see, um, when it gets to when we talk about like when we are talking about stuff in Nigeria and how what it needs to get better, I told someone to, the easiest things to do two things: energy, power, like lights and transportation. In Lagos, people spend half their lives in traffic. Like it's wild. Like it's really really wild. Like you leave home five a.m then you leave the office by five like if you're not if you're if you're not working at a place where they take extra hours like you leave office by five you get home by maybe seven eight you eat you don't like that's why you see people you see uh, movies like hollywood movies or whatever you can go after off work and go to a bar and drink because you know that if you sleep by 12 in the middle of the hour, one self you get six hours of sleep till seven you can leave your house by 7.30 and get to your job before 9 o'clock. And you're fine. When well, Nigeria, you can't try that shit because Lagos traffic is waiting for you. Especially in Lagos. Lagos traffic is waiting for you. And the thing is, where most of the opportunities are, are exactly are in Lagos. Other people that live in that city are kind of lucky that they're not in Lagos. But like, they, are not, they don't have the same opportunities that we have here in a way. So, um, once we don't have lights and good roads, or just basically really good transportation system, Man, you guys are fucking trash. Trash. <laughs> then they call us you guys. As if you know the country with us. Until you travel to the abroad, you are still part of us. So all of us guys are fucking trash. Uh, it's actually it's frustrating, no? Seriously. It's exhausting, yeah. It's exhausting and frustrating. But like You can be frustrated and have hope. It's exhausting, like ah. It, but there's some there's something that could be done now. I'm proposing that we just Line up all these old men and put them in firing squad. As Nigeria is right now, the concept of Nigeria is to keep to keep things the way they are. To keep, I like someone said once. Someone said we don't even want a president. Like let us have space. When a relationship is when you, when a relationship is toxic, is that like you break up with the person? Like you guys give yourself space to reflect. Like we don't want president. And see, let's just find a way to make our structures like those systems. Let them work. Like, people are always talking about, like, Donald Trump and how um, he's the Armageddon or whatever of America and blah, blah, blah. And, executive. and I'm like, Donald Trump could have done far more harm, like, in the in the liberal sense of things. He, could, he, would have, he probably can do, can do way more harm if, like, the American, the American <laughs> government of, the American governmental system, if it wasn't structured the way it is. Yeah. Like it is systematic. Like you can't just veto some random shit. Yeah. That's why you can still get pushback from places like the Congress, from places yeah. of the House of Rep. But like in Nigeria, my guy, Barry says some shit and like you can do. my bros. 
you, <laughs> you know what's happening <laughs> you know what's happening yeah so uh, this one now this is a very sensitive topic you shared that article on whatsapp about biafra yeah okay so i read the article <laughs> and we are going to put <laughs> sorry to say this but we are going to put some people on blast here I read the article. I really enjoyed it. I actually, from the guy's point of view, obviously he was not an evil person, but yeah. his point of view was very, very sound. Like, so, do you think Nigeria should, um, you think Biafrans should secede from us? Like, you think splitting Nigeria into two would be the best way forward? This one now you're saying, for instance, you just made the statement that okay, um, if you're in a toxic relationship. You either break up or you know just end it. So do you think this is the point in time where we should say, okay, this relationship is no longer working. Let us break up. Let us, you know, date other people or something. <laughs> Maybe um, Biafrans will go and merge with Togo or somebody. You know, just break up. Do you think that would be the best way forward? Knowing the history of Biafra, knowing the fact that whether I like it or not. People don't even want to admit that something like that happened. Like the, it's so funny that the knowledge of the civil war is almost non-existent. Like people would rather just pretend that it never happened and actually face the fact that okay, at a point in time, this thing happened, and in a way, it is still brewing up again. And like they say, uh, people that don't learn from history tend to repeat it. So, do you think that? Saying okay, let us break up now will be the best way forward for both parties or for everybody in, involved. I don't have the answer to that question. I don't. So like, <laughs> I get the question, but I don't have the answer. Here's the thing: eh? when people talk about like the civil war, Biafra and stuff like that, why I cannot say shit is because I don't know shit. It's just like yeah, mm. you don't know shit, so you can't be like, oh okay, this is what they should do, or this is what is going to happen next. But there's a possibility that. That war will repeat itself in the future. I know someone that, or rather, okay, someone told me, they said the reason why there probably won't be that kind of war anytime soon is because there are people that were alive then. And when they talk about the horrors that they saw. But the uprising still happened. I mean, the, what's the, that guy's name in the East last year or last two years that they did operation, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah. Is it Namdi Kanu or something? Namdi Yeah, so like those uprisings are there, but like, the reason why it probably won't turn to a full brunance was because they don't have like the backing of the whole region. So if those people die off now. So if those people die off and that history is not in not place. To remind them of Yeah, so like well in normal day, Nigeria is an arbitrary concept. <laughs> Nations are like like um, this is Yuva Harari, this sapiens book was talking about how a lot of things that make us human or how we developed into like um, a race or a culture is because we're able to like imagine shit animals can imagine elaborate shit like imagining the concept of a nation yeah. imagine the concept of a constitution so we can imagine that shit every country is kind of um imaginary in a way because there's borders but like the borders are not someone just drew lines yeah. across them like okay this is how we should be that's why um, when they're talking about like the uh, what's the name of is it the Berlin Conference or whatever that conference that split African nations because um, split African nations and whatever and stuff like that and when they're talking about stuff like that like we we don't have that history and the problem is we don't like talking about it because of the idea of unity like that nonsense idea of unity because a white man just came and I'm like okay 
you, you and you, three of you must be together because we want it together because it fits into our agenda. They left and things blew out. They, I can't, I can't answer that question, but the thing is, what I read about the article, which is, I don't know, it probably, I don't know if you will link it to the description, but like, what, what I've, what I think about it is, it is not your story, like the guy said, it's not your story, shut the fuck up, listen, you, I told um, Kyo, like, when, like, we talked about the story, I told Kyo, it's, it's kind of the same as, like, racism, people on Nigerians talk about racism so much, and it annoys me, and I want to break my head, because I've actually witnessed racism firsthand, and I know that even that is tiny compared to what people have to go through that live in those kind of societies like 24-7. So, it's, it's kind of maddening to hear. That's why I, mean, I hear people say stuff on Twitter like, uh, we'll be talking about this and uh, when we joke about your tribes, when are you going to go and create your own country? That is, you are, you are that's fucking gaslighting. You are gaslighting them. You are gaslighting people because um, I understand that stereotypes are there for a reason. Stereotypes they don't necessarily like they don't necessarily how would I put that they don't necessarily represent person as an individual but like there's still um, a modicum of truth in there or rather like a small atom some sprinkles of truth in those stereotypes but like when you now use it as a representation for each and every kind of person in that kind of culture but like you're just being you're just being a dickhead it's the same thing as like I, I don't I just hate when we talk about Stuff that you don't know. Like, even if you know about it, you never experience it, right? Shut the fuck up and move on. Like, shut up. <laughs> it's annoying because you don't... This is Biafra situation. Uh, if the uprising gets to a full-blown out war, the fact that we don't know this history, we still make some people repeat the same mistakes of deciding, okay, we want to actually kill everybody that is here and smoke us. Like, as it... Like it's wild. Like it's is a wild thing to me because I think about it and I'm like, nah, you guys and the thing is as a country, as Nigeria as a country, we've not been able to do much. We've not been able to do much. So these will believe they can do better. And they want to break up with you. And you're still holding like I still I still think about it though. What was the reason why Nigeria as a country didn't allow Biafra to happen? Like that's what I still want to know. And from what I've been able to like, because I'm getting a couple of books from someone like talking about like the oil, whatever. And they explain that to an extent, the oil issue was why the Nigerian state you don't want Biafra to secede, which makes sense. But like, isn't it better for you to be like, okay, you guys want to leave Abi, we can allow you to leave, but we want to have shares in there than massacring so many people because it is, it is like. You know that you created this country was created not just um not not on behalf of because if it was like okay I'm a Yoruba person or not a Yoruba person a delegation of Yoruba Igbos different tribes in Nigeria delegated okay we want to work together or like people saying okay come here come here. it's like it's like a wedding you meet someone like, you decide to build up a relationship to wed the person but or, or like your parents coming okay come uh, Mifa come we have found this fine girl for you come Maria now yes you will love yourself in the future. If you love doesn't happen, what will happen? If you love doesn't like it is is it's as is as basic as that, but like it's still complex. But like people are not thinking about it like that. So when people are talking about like Biafra being Igbo, being this, being that, that that's why I don't like talking about Biafra because I don't know shit about it. And you don't know shit about shit. So, so shut the fuck up. Especially for younger people. If it was older people, that's why to, to an extent, I don't believe like our parents in the way are kind of like insensitive. 
when it comes to like tribal and whatever because yeah they were raised up in they were they were raised in settings that were kind of insular to other cultures like if you're living in lagos now you are definitely going to jump people with different tribes no matter how even no matter how reclusive you are you're going to jump people with different backgrounds different cultures different coming from different angles in life but like unlike before those that if you are staying in the like Abel Kuta now there's a probability that you won't know an evil person there's that probability if you're staying in the north there's probability you won't know people that are Yoruba but like I can understand that bringing people cross crossing cultures is is good for like the omnivorousness or whatever I don't know what word to use but like crossing cultures helps to make things should I say better it's like cross pollinating two types of or like or like colors you add this color and that color to make it a better a color shade, yeah. you get but like if it doesn't work if this color and this color don't make a better shade you won't try it again now you won't try it again so it's like but it doesn't work like that because human beings are not human beings are not linear like that we are very very complex so people don't want to be a part okay then they don't want to be part of nigeria why were they why were they agitated to leave nigeria you didn't address that issue. you only you only use brute force it's like it's the same thing as that's why let me go back to our parents being insensitive about tribes many of your parents will tell you that if you bring an Igbo girl they won't be comfortable with it if you bring a this person tribe person but no you exactly they only have this idea that okay our moibu can you buy by lunch like this Igbo person this is how the person behaves of which you don't know the fucking person and you're just being <laughs> you're just being you're just going off off on a tangent so it's, it's wild like it's really wild <laughs> i i used to tell um i think there was there was this girl i knew in school we, we normally have a lot of conversation i used to tell her is it the girl that jesus jesus <laughs> no no not the one that jesus took not the one that jesus took but seriously um when when I was in the university, I used to tell someone that personally, I would want to marry a Muslim. And the person was like, ah, "Why are you not a Christian?" I said, "That is the reason why I want to marry a Muslim. The fact that I'm a Christian because I want to I want to see I want to see the reason now. Like I want people to come and meet me and tell me that." the way you feel about this person does not matter but because this person is not worshipping the same god you are worshipping then you cannot marry that person and my my carry my mouth speak for their face to be honest because it's like this Igbo thing you know, that um or more Igbo, whatever whatever you are not giving us any contentious you know you just know you just believe that this thing will not work yet you're still going under the guise of unity unity like you said that unity world seven is trash especially like in, com- in context in nigeria big big trash like we know don't know what we want at this point in time and honestly that article was really dope in the sense that you don't if you don't know shit shut the fuck up but social media is we, we discussed this already social media is not making people to shut the fuck up it's not actually making people who don't know shit to actually talk like they know shit and they have following that's the problem. They have following. People joke about a lot of stuff these days, like even the whole Biafra, even the whole Igbo thing. It's just, it's really, really terrible. And I think. I said it now. I said it. The joke thing eh, is because you still don't understand. Like the delusion is still there. If you know what is real, if you understand that you are not shit, you don't know shit, so shut the fuck up and ask questions, then you'll be making jokes. You can't be making jokes when you know, like, the truth. So it's like. 
uh, why, why am I really making jokes? Like, why am I making jokes? It's just, it's the delusion that is still there. Like, you want to create your own country. I mean, you're the, like, we still don't know why they wanted to create their own country. Even if... We're not asking. We're not asking. You're not asking. You're not asking. That's not the question. The question is not... the Like, your comment is... Your comment of... Your snide, your snide comments doesn't... It doesn't make any sense. Just to gaslight the person. To make the person mad. Or to make the person sad. No, no matter how... Even if you're not born... Even if you're not born while the civil war was happening or whatever, if you're Igbo, there's no way you don't, like, not really, I don't know, there's this stuff, uh, there's this series, Dear White People, the girl was, uh, one of the characters, it was like, um, there's, um, it is psychology that I think is proven or something, I'm not sure, but like, you carry the DNA of, like, like we carry the feelings of our pe- people that come before us, like that came before us, rather. Like, you carry their feelings. So, like, that Biafran feeling is wired into almost every Igbo person. Yeah. So, like, even if they, even if we've never spoke about, spoken about it, it is, it is in there somewhere. It is in there somewhere. So, it's like, it's like that guy said of that story, like, the person that he encountered, the person was still young, but, like, she encountered it, not, not, she may not necessarily remember every single moment of that, like, the way her parents will remember it. But she carries that memory in a way that no matter how suppressed it is, her future generations will still remember in a way. And and it's it's wild because even in her story, as much as she did not experience Biafra, she actually had people reminding her of it. Yeah. And not even the parents who exactly the Muslim the um, northern people were reminding her of it now. The, the fact that they were able to single her out. Because if nobody was reminding her of it, she wouldn't know that, okay, being an Igbo person was tantamount to being a second-class citizen in your own country. By So, it's just, to be honest, eh, I don't want to start on that podcast with you. I will record for 30 minutes. Basically, it's terrible. And I think, man, we need to do better in this country. <laughs> we just need to do better. It's That's just the best way to end it is... You need to do better. So, uh, your shout out to your the native. You know, I give them shout out. They will pay me for advert too. I already did this. Native mag, native magazine issue three, issue three. We actually did three covers now. The stories, the stories are actually on the website. So, really, really good stories. Really, really good content. Get your get your copy very soon. See, it will become limited edition stuff because. It will be like the source magazine. I be, <laughs> I be the source, the source magazine. <laughs> I be the source, the source magazine as the, as the authority for for what is good and what is bad in hip hop. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for the podcast. Now this one I go release. The other one too long. Ah. So thank you for the podcast. Um, he's giving shout out to IB. I'm giving shout out to myself because I'm narcissistic. And uh, we'll see, or we'll talk the next time. And long live Biafra.